All right, welcome to another episode of the TR Talk podcast. This is Tommy Tahoe Lamo, and I help millennials to fast track their personal development and kick ass. Got a special weekend episode. Don't normally put out uh, three in a week, but hey, we're going for it. It's content. And, um, you know, I was at the Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within conference uh, a few weeks ago, and, you know, everyone's been asking me, what did you take away from it? Was it worth it? Was it weird? What was going on? Uh, and it was all of the above. And I wanted to share it out with everyone and, and give you a feel for what the show was like um, and what my experience was like and some of the things I learned and, and you know maybe the top 10 things I learned from the seminar. So let's get on into that. Uh, let's cut out the housekeeping here. And let's just dive on in. Um, so the seminar itself, you know, is, it's a four-day event, 50 hours. And it's insane. Um, you know, it's high energy. It was at the SAP Center. So there's you know, 15,000 people just of all different, you know, races and religions and body types and ages. There was kids that were 12. There was, you know, older people that were probably 80 years old. So, you know, every type of person was there. And, you know, people are hyped up. It's high energy. It's almost like a combo of uh, a personal development seminar, a rock concert, uh, it was crazy. So, you know, we laughed, we cried, we danced. Uh, and on, you know, the first night, you're there till two in the morning. You're walking on burning coals outside the SAP Center in the parking lot. Um, literally, they were 1,300 degree coals. And it was insane. So, without further ado, let's get into it. The top 10 things that I learned. Um, so, number one is do not negotiate with your brain. So have you ever said to yourself that, hey, you know, I'm going to work out tomorrow morning. I'm going to get up early. You set the alarm clock an hour early. You know what your workout's going to be. Your clothes are laid out. The shoes are there. Um, you know exactly what's going to be going on, your running route or whatever you're going to lift or whatever it's going to be. And then you wake up an hour early and the alarm clock's going and you're like, ooh. Actually, my knees kind of hurt, and uh, ooh, I might have a sore throat. Like I think I might be getting a cold. I could really use that extra hour of sleep. And you're in such a weak moment there, right? When you wake up, um, and your your brain's negotiating with you, saying, "Hey, you don't need to do that thing today," or "You don't need to get up early." And it's interesting that you know, we're we still have the same brain that we had in the caveman days, and that thing. And that brain is just, it's not used to, it's its built for, you know, when you're the fight or flight against, you know, a woolly mammoth that was coming to kill you. And we don't have those types of issues nowadays. So we get into fight or flight mode for really small, trivial details. That's why you get so stressed out so easily about an email coming through from your boss. Um, so, you know, the thoughts that you have they're not your thoughts. You're not the first person to feel tired or anxious or overwhelmed or disappointed. They're not your thoughts. They're just thoughts. And, you know, an exercise that he, he gave us was just like, you know, picture it as like a car going by on the highway. Like, oh, like there's a thought about, it, you know, being anxious. I'm going to let that one pass. You know, here's a thought about ah, I shouldn't be doing, uh, I shouldn't go work out because I'm tired. Mm, I'm going to let that one pass. And you're going to keep doing it and not negotiate with your brain. So, uh, I thought that was powerful, and it's something that's really difficult to do, but you you got to force yourself to do things sometimes, and then you get into a habit. Um, number two, 
how to achieve a peak state. So think about when you're thinking the most clearly. You have a ton of energy. You're loving the most deeply. You feel great physically. Um, you know, you're, you're passionate. You're having a, just an excellent day. You're influencing people around you. And that's usually when you, know, you have a lot of energy. You know, you just have a, a shot of adrenaline or you did something exciting or you just got a great workout in and your body's moving. And, you know, those moments are great. But then there's also moments where it's later in the afternoon and you just had a big meal and you want to take a nap and you, you're the least motivated ever. So you can achieve a peak state just with the snap of a finger with three quick steps. So number one, change your physiology. Uh, motion creates emotion. So take 10 deep breaths. Go for a walk outside. Do 20 burpees. Get your blood flowing. Get the body moving. If you're just sitting at your desk for 8, 10 hours a day, obviously you're going to be tired. Stand up. Get the body moving a little bit. doesn't have to be a lot, but just enough to, to get the blood flowing. Um, number two is focus. So your focus equals your feeling. If you're thinking about how hungry you are or... Uh, you're in the, a long, long car ride and you're like, man, I have to go to the bathroom. And you keep thinking about that. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. So focus on what you want. So if you're unmotivated to do work or to make a cold call, you know, focus on, yeah, no, I, I'm ready to do this. I'm, I'm about to do this. I'm good for it. I'm energized. You focus on the energy and it's going to come. And the third thing is using precise language. And this is verbally right? So like using positive words, you know, I'm like, how's your day going? Eh, it's okay. Or it's going great. It's going outstanding. I'm having a great day. Um, you know, that, that kind of leads you into what your thoughts going to be. And it's also physical language, your body language, are your shoulders slumped or is your chest out and you're looking people in the eye and your head's up and you're walking confidently and quickly and speaking quickly. Um, so, you know, get yourself in that state and, be energy rich, you know, uh, are the best relationships ones that are, you know, where the people come back, you know, the husband and wife come back from work and they're drained and they're tired and they came back from a job they hate and they're just low energy. How was your day? Good. You good. Great. Or is it the people that come back and they, they just had the best day of their lives because they told themselves they did and they're high energy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Excellent. Outstanding. Let's make a great dinner. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. That's where you're going to have the most passion with you know, a relationship or a friendship or whatever it is. So um, you know, it's also key for leaders or if you're in sales to change someone else's state, get them to focus on the right thing, help them to use the right language. Um, you know, get them moving. If you're going to take a meeting, a one-on-one, -on -one, maybe do it while you're walking, get some sunshine. Um, it's a great way for influencing yourself, influencing other people. Um, so that's number two. Number three, we all get what we tolerate. Really powerful. The most successful people aren't those that have the highest goals. They, they have the highest standards, right? So think about, you know, person A, says, I want to make, you know, my goal is to make a million dollars this year. All right, that's great. It's a goal. It's a thought. You want to do it. Person B says, you know, my standard is to make $1 million this year. And anything below that is a failure. And they're mentally visualizing themselves with that million dollars. And it's almost like it becomes part of them. So at the end of the year, if they make $500,000, 
That's a disappointment. They made 50% of what they thought they already had, and they visualized themselves there. So uh, an example that always comes, comes to mind is, you know, Larry Bird. And when he was you know, in high school and college, he would take like 50,000 shots a day. And that was his standard. It wasn't a goal, I'm going to try to take 50,000 shots. It was, I'm not going to sleep tonight until I take 50,000 shots or 10,000 or whatever it is. And that's why he's one of the best shooters of all time. So if you want to change your life, change your standards, get what you, you get what you tolerate. Um, you know, Warren Buffett thinks that there's going to be more millionaires created in the next three years than in the past 100 years combined. So don't play small, set your standards right. And that's what you're going to achieve. Um, number four, how to create lasting change. So we all know the person that sets the New Year's resolution. Maybe you are that person. And for two weeks, you go to the gym. And then on January 15th, uh, you fall off. And then it gets to June. And you're like, um, you know, I haven't worked out in five months. Um, I think everyone's had something like that happen to them. So the only way to really create lasting change is to tie that change either to massive pleasure or massive pain. So to stick with the fitness example, if you want to say, if you want to work out five days a week, that's your goal. That's your standard. And you need to either visualize yourself What's the pleasure going to be like? If I work out five days a week, what's my life going to be like? Well, maybe I'm going to gain some muscle. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to look great on the beach. I'm going to feel great. I'm going to have so much energy. Um, I'm going to be more attractive for myself, for my spouse. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to be able to fit into the clothes I want and feel good. Or you need to let, uh, tie it back to pain. If I don't do this, if I don't work out five days a week, I'm going to feel uh, lethargic. I'm going to feel lazy. I'm not going to be as confident. You know, I'm not going to lose that weight. I might gain weight. And really trying to visualize either way, the pleasure or the pl- or the pain, whatever's going to get you there, is the only way to create lasting change. So unless that you are tied really deeply, it's just not going to work, the pull of it. And that also goes to how you influence others. If you're trying to if you're in a, uh, a sales cycle or maybe you're leading someone, the only way to get them to change from their behavior is you either say, the pleasure that you're going to get from purchasing this solution, it's going to make your life easier. It's going to make things better. You're going to look like a rock star. You might get a promotion. Or if you don't change, there's going to be pain. Your, um, you know, your day-to-day is going to be so much tougher and you have way more work to do or whatever your, your value prop is there. So it's, it works internally. It works externally. I think all of these things do. Number five, <clears throat> proximity is power. So I think we all know this, but whoever you spend your time with says so much about you. Um, you know, Jim Rohn says you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think that relates to physically who you spend time with and then who you, you know, what you're listening to, what you're reading, um, who you're thinking about, things like that. So sometimes that means you got to cut ties. If you're with that uh, friend or that boyfriend or girlfriend or boss or job or whatever that isn't inspiring you, it's not helping you get better, it's not helping you get to where you want to be, you got to cut it out. And it's going to suck. 
but you got to let go of it and focus on the things that, that are going to put you in the right direction. And I've done that um, quite a bit in the last few years, and it's really fucking hard. It really is, but it's worthwhile, and it's the only way you're going to get to where you want to get. So on this note, you know, there's, there's also the power of rapport with, your pro- with the people that you're around. How do you build rapport? Um, you know, people like other people for two reasons. Either because they're like you or they're, some, they're like someone that you want to be. So, like, think about your friends, you know, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your parents. Like, why do you like them? Either it's because you share interests, you share passions. Oh, you know, I, I like my girlfriend because you know, we both just have a, a, a passion for adventure and we're both creative and we both like to, you know, we're driven or, you know, we have the same sense of humor. Or... I like her because she's so organized and man, I am so, I'm just such a scatterbrain and I really just admire how organized she is. Um, something like that. So again, if you want to build rapport, you either match up how you guys are similar or, um, how they want to be and you, you share those ways. So it's not being fake and saying, you know, you know, they like skiing and you tell them that you've been skiing since you were three when you have literally never been anywhere near snow, but finding a commonality and really using that to build rapport with someone. Again, proximity is power, build rapport. It's very important. Number six, this is maybe the most powerful and this was worth the price of admission. This, this one exercise, it's called the Dickens process. And it's it's named that because of you know Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, where Scrooge. I think we have all seen the movie. I don't need to get into it, but he gets he's visited by ghosts that show you know Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future, and what this does is it helps you to stop the limiting beliefs that you have, right? So you write down two or three limiting beliefs in your life. Uh, you know what's holding you back financially. Fitness-wise, your relationships, the time that you have, um, your feeling, your energy, whatever it is, you know, um, let's just say you want to start a business and and your limiting belief is I'm too young. That's the one that Tony gave. He was telling himself that 40 years ago. So what is that? Here's the three questions you ask yourself. What has that belief cost me in the past? Who has it hurt? What does it stop me from doing? You got to really feel it you got to see it you got to experience it you know close your eyes write it down um you know what have you lost because of that belief like why are you not where you want to be because you've thought i'm too young you know i didn't take a chance i didn't talk to that person i didn't network i didn't put myself out there whatever it is and then you know what is that costing you right now in the present well i'm sitting on this great business idea i have that you know could make me money or it could put me in the right spot uh personally but you're not going for it because, um, because of that limiting belief. It's costing you a lot in the, in the present. And what I think is the most powerful is you say, what is this going to cost me in the future? Five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. What does it cost you? Who are you when you look in the mirror 20 years ago, 20 years from now, because you said, I'm too young, I'm too young. You hate who you see. There's people you love that um, aren't in your life anymore. And you got to really visualize it and, again, Try to build up as much pain as you can in this exercise. And you think, you know, where am I going to be and who am I going to be if I keep that same thought process? And 
when you visualize that deeply enough and it causes an immense amount of pain, then you take a few deep breaths and you say, you write down those three uh, limiting beliefs and say, that is the old bullshit I used to believe. And you know, something new, you replace it with, you know, if you say, hey, I'm too young, you say, uh, you know, my youth is my greatest asset. You know, I have energy. Uh, people want to be young. I have vitality and uh, my inexperience actually works to my advantage or whatever it is. You replace it. So this this exercise is important because it helps you. It doesn't allow you to escape from yourself. Usually if you are feeling pain in one time zone, right? Like if you're feeling pain now, you say, oh, well, it'll get better. I don't have to change it because it'll get better in the future. Or it wasn't so bad, you know, five years ago. So I don't need to change now. It prevents you from escaping to a time zone, past, present, future, and you've got to focus on the on the issue right now. So that that process, if you if you think you have a limiting belief, or if you don't, write some down. Give it an hour of your day today, or over the weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. It, it is truly a life changing type of process to do. Um, number seven: Are you good, or are you outstanding? So. Everyone in the world is fucking good. Hey, how how you doing? I'm good. How's your day? It's good. You're good at your job. You're a good husband. You're a good writer. You're a good drummer. You're a good salesperson. Good, good, good. Good sucks, though, because if everyone's good, the results are poor. You know, everyone can be good at their job. That doesn't stand out from anything that doesn't get you promoted doesn't get you more money that doesn't build your business or help you uh, get in better shape or build relationships and so good sucks the next level is excellent right not that many people are excellent they're the overachievers they put the time in they put the effort in and you know they are people that when you say hey um she is excellent at her job. She's an excellent saleswoman. She's an excellent writer. And that's great. But there's still such a large pool of these people that although they're overachievers, it waters down the results. They get good results. If you want a good result, be excellent. If you want to be a one percenter, and you're not listening to this unless you want to be a one percenter at whatever you do, you have to be outstanding. That means quite literally standing out because that's how good or that's how great you are at something so be outstanding if someone asks you how you're doing i'm outstanding if you want to do be a better writer write in an outstanding fashion you need to stand out from the crowd by the effort that you put in by the creativity that you put in by the value you provide it's all about being outstanding so think about that next time someone asks you how's your day going or uh what's your relationship life oh it's good no it's fucking outstanding if you want it to be Number eight is the power of the mind. And Tony splits up the conference with hosting it with, with someone else because his vocal cords are so bad. And his co-host told a story of years ago his mother got cancer, dozens of years ago. And he's in the operating room or he's in the, the waiting area. And the doctor comes to him and his sister and says, you know, I have terrible news. Your mother has cancer. Um, and she's only going to live for two more months. And... This guy started threatening the doctor. He says, do not tell my mother that. You are not going to tell her that she has two more months to live. Um, Because he knew the power of the mind. And 
the doctor's like, no, I, I literally, I have to tell her that's my job that, you know, that she has two months to live. Here's the, here's the, the prognosis, you know, here's the medicine, here's the, you know, the cause and effect of everything. He said, you can tell her all of the medical history that you want, but you cannot sentence that, that she has two months on this earth. That is not up to you. That's up to her. And they got in a big argument about it. And so every time the doctor came in, he'd be standing over him like a hawk. He would not let the doctor tell her that. And, you know, long story short, the doctor never gave the two-month verdict to this man's mother. And guess how long she lived? 11 years. 11 years later. Because if you, it's in your head, oh, I only have two months to live. You're, how many people died probably on that exact day of two months? Probably a lot. The power of the mind. Do not hold yourself back, again, with the limiting beliefs. Number nine. On the last day, there's a guest speaker, Billy Beck III. He's the personal trainer for Tony Robbins. He's the personal trainer for The Rock. And once he said that, I was locked in. I didn't need to hear anything else. And he dropped a few truth bombs. I, I encourage you to look him up because he's, he's the man. But, you know, he said exercise isn't about how you look. Um, you know, I'm never going to be as strong as The Rock or, you know, look like a model or whatever that is. But that's okay. The point of exercise is to remind you who you are, right? Are you someone that has discipline, that gets 1% better, that fucking works their ass off, that puts in the time, and when you're there, you're pushing it as hard as you can to get a little bit better? Or are you that lackadaisical, lazy, underachiever that skips workouts or half-asses it and doesn't get the job done? I mean, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So um, it's one of those pieces that reminds you during and before and after, I'm a badass. I get it. I get it done, and I put the time in. And he compared that to, you know, are you a lion or are you a lamb? That's like his famous saying. I love that. And you know, he had this thing where everyone was screaming, "I'm a lion! I'm a lion!" But you know, lambs are fearful. They stick within the herd. You know, when the wolf comes to the the pack of lambs, they all hide behind each other, like sacrificing. Here, take my brother. Take my Take my best friend before you take me. And that's just a cowardice way to live life. Whereas lions, they're fully in the present. They're in the moment. When it's time to eat, they eat. Be a fucking lion. Number 10. And you know, again, maybe, maybe the most important piece here is gratitude. And this is one that I've really taken to heart since the show is, you know, maybe my favorite quote from Tony. Trade your expectations for appreciation. So an example he gives is he was back on a flight back in the day where um, it was one of the first, it was before Wi-Fi was on flights, and it was one of the first flights that got Wi-Fi. And they made a big announcement, you know, as people were bored and said, great news, this is going to be one of the first flights ever to have Wi-Fi. We're going to test it out. It was like a 12-hour flight. And you know, we, we can't wait to give it to you. And everyone was standing up, cheering, applauding that there was Wi-Fi. Crazy. And seven minutes later, seven minutes into the flight, the pilot got back on and said, sorry, we're having technical difficulties. The Wi-Fi is not going to be working. And people were in a fucking outrage. They were throwing things. They were yelling. I can't believe this. The Wi-Fi doesn't work. When just seven minutes ago, they didn't even know that was a possibility. They didn't even know that was a thing. So it's trading what you expect out of people or expect out of situations for appreciation. And 
you know, now every morning, part of my routine and uh, is is practicing gratitude. And back in, you know, before this, it was something that, you know, cognitively I understood gratitude is important. You know, be thankful for what you have. You have it, you know, better than 99% of people in the world. I get that. But for me, it was the exercise never really stuck home. I was just like writing, you know, I'm grateful for my mom or something, or, you know, whatever it is. But we did an exercise where, you know, you, and I do this every single morning now, where, you know, he calls it priming. <clears throat> There's a few things that you do um, to get yourself ready for the day. But one of them is, you know, three things that you're grateful for, but to really deeply visualize it, like sit down, close your eyes, put your hand over your heart and spend a minute on each one, something you are deeply grateful for and put yourself in that moment when, you know, uh, your mother told you that she loved you or that you accomplished that goal that really set you back so far and you can't believe that you did it or to the vacation that you had and you're sitting on the beach with your friends and you just had the, the best day ever or you laughed your ass off at something. Take you back to that moment, like how good did that feel? And you put yourself there for three things and the third one is just something simple, something like a sunset or feeling the wind on my face or um, you know the, the taste of water when you're really, really thirsty and it's hot outside. And being grateful for those small things. And again, trading your expectations for appreciation. And I just think that was super powerful. And I guess that's all I got. I mean, those, those were the top 10 things. It was, a, it was a crazy day, four days really. And for anyone that's looking to make a difference and, and looking to make a change in their life, and I think everyone here is involved and interested in personal development, I would say to, to give it a go. It's, you know, you got to invest in yourself and it's several hundred dollars and it's four days and it's a lot of time. But uh, if you're not working on yourself, you're, you're not going to get better. And it may be not a fit for everyone, but if you go all in, if you don't half-ass it and you commit yourself to it, the ROI is there. Uh, it really is, whether it's your business or your health or your relationships or uh, just feeling better. And I encourage you to give it a go. So if anyone else has been, I'd love to hear your experience. If you're on the fence, hit me up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Again, we got blogs coming out on every episode, tomalamo.com. If you found value in this or anything I've put out, give me a review, a subscribe, share it out with a friend. Um, This is something that I'm hustling, man. Monday through Friday, you know, whatever it is, eight to six, seven to six, seven to seven, all day long, I'm selling. I'm in a. I've got a full time job. This is being done between the hours of four to seven a.m. Between you know seven and whenever I go to bed at night. I'm doing this on a Saturday at noon. Um, it's fucking the sun is shining right now, and I'm in here just grinding away at a podcast. So show me some love if you can. Appreciate you. Go out there, make the world a better place. Out.